Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from EO Fire, and you're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys with your show host, Paul Teague. It's the must-listen weekly podcast for all indie authors who are prepared to ignite. Hi there, welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary. This is episode number 11 and the broadcast date of this podcast is going to be Monday the 16th of May 2016. I'm just experimenting with these podcast diaries really. I'm not sure whether to add them to the main podcast to have my diary updates and the interview or whether to keep them separate. So if you've any views or thoughts on that, please drop me an email at paul at paulteague.com and uh, I'll make my mind up at some point whether to join them together and create a longer show or whether to keep them separate as I am doing just now. So these are just pilot episodes. It's also a chance for me just to get used to the format and to make sure I've got enough news to broadcast on the podcast every week. As it turns out, I do have a lot of news this week. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased. I'm really excited because I wrote my first 10,000 words of my first ever thriller. Now, the fiction that I've written so far, I'd describe it as, as sci-fi thrillers. They're definitely thrillers, and they're definitely based on the kind of books that I like to read. So if I look at my bookshelves at the moment, I've got uh, Matt Hilton on there, who I'm interviewing shortly on the podcast, by the way, Harlan Coben, and uh, Lidwood Barclay. I love those kind of, you know, fast, get-on-with-it kind of thrillers. Uh, and that's what I've written. But I wrote it in sci-fi, first of all. I haven't got a clue why I wrote it in sci-fi, first of all, really, because I, I love reading thrillers. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to write a full-length 90,000 to 100,000 word adult thriller. So I haven't been writing for quite a while, actually, because I think I finished uh, uh, the Grid trilogy. I finished it finished it before Christmas, but I had to come back. I had a difficult rewrite to do because I was struggling with it. So I think I finished that probably about the end of March. And then I haven't actually been writing. So i got to tell you, I was pretty nervous about sitting down. I'd scheduled the days to write. I'd been um, playing with a lot of ideas and I was really nervous. I wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to get the story out, whether it was going to work, whether I'd have a right idea. And I have to say, I sat down on uh, what days this week? Uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, it worked really well. It, it came really fast. I've got the story. I used Novel Factory software. We just talked to Catcher on the um, podcast last week. I love, love the software. Uh, genuinely, I, I planned my novel out in there, so I've got all the structure in there and the characters, and it's just flowing really well. So I'm absolutely over the moon that I wrote 10,000 words uh, of my first thriller. Now, those are first draft words. You know, they're going to need a lot of work. Um, I write I write at speed. Um, I get those words out at 5,000 words a day, but I'm going to have to come back to those. I'm going to have to read them. My wife will read them. Um, we will go over them and then they'll get edited. So, uh, you know, when I say 10,000 words, that's not 10,000 finished words. It's 10,000 words in progress, but we're getting the story out. So I had a couple of working titles for the book. I think one of the one of the titles was, um, oh, I forgot what it was now. Uh, <laughs> it was um, The Room Next Door. That was a title for it. And I'd, I'd done some research on Amazon to see if anybody had called a book that title before. And uh, one or two had, and they've made no sales. So frankly, it doesn't really matter if I call mine the room next door. Uh, but I don't know where this title came from, but I really love it, actually. Uh, I'm going to call it, I think, or the working title at the moment is called Don't Tell Meg. I just really like that title. So that's the working title, Don't Tell Meg, and it's an adult thriller. Um, I'm really pleased with it so far. It's exciting. We've got the pace up and everything like that. Now, my plans with this story are I'm going to the... Um, 
the book festival, um, the festival of writing in York in September. I got some agent sessions booked in. I'm going to show it to some agents, get some feedback from agents, see if they like it. And then I'm going to go through that agent process because the, the, the vanity part of me, you know, would like to get a book traditionally published or at least get a bite. I might not take the deal out, but I'd like to at least get a bite and get some interest and get some feedback from the traditional arena. So I want to do that. Uh, and I want to put it through, you know, editors and copy editors and proofreaders. I want it to go through the full thing. So I know I've got a polished text and just really see if I'm up to it, see if I can get that, that level of interest with the book. Now, if I can't, if, if I'm really not getting the interest uh, from, from the agents, if they don't think it's, they don't think it's commercially viable, then I'm self-publishing the thing in 2017. Now, at the moment, I write under two names. I write under Paul Teague, that's my fiction, and P. Teague, that's my non-fiction. So my plans are, the non-fiction that I write, I, I did for a short time period. I've, I've no intention of writing that kind of non-fiction long-term because when I'm writing books about Facebook, email marketing and things like that, it just changes too fast. And there's no way am I spending the rest of my life chasing after Facebook, keeping those, date, those books up to date. So I'm keeping them refreshed and up to date for this year, then they are gonna drop off the edge in December of 2016, and they will be replaced by, under my PT name, I'm gonna move from non-fiction to fiction, I'm just gonna put my thrillers on there. So the idea is, is that I write sci-fi under Paul Teague, I write thrillers under PT, and I'm not sure whether I'm gonna do non-fiction again. I'd, I'd quite like to do like a self-publishing book or something like that in, in non-fiction. Um, but I'm not sure about that. And whether I'll come up with a different name, I don't know. Um, my mum and dad, just gave me a single name. So my name is Paul Teague, I don't have a middle name. And I wish they had given me a middle name now because I'd, I'd have another initial to play with if they had. I could do with one more initial, please. And then and then I could use my real name. But I don't really wanna publish books under a pseudonym. I want to publish them under my real name or at least a version of my real name. So I'm a bit stuck. I could do with the third option so that I could do um, sci-fi, thrillers and non-fiction, but I'll figure that out. So those are the plans with the thriller very excited about it. so happy that I'm writing again it's a bit like riding a bike if you don't ride a bike for a long time you think well I'll be able to jump on that and cycle and you always can you never lose the skill and that's how I feel this week just really pleased that I'm writing again um news item number two uh something else I'm really pleased about actually I've appeared when you listen to this I will have appeared on the indie author fringe online event the one they're running in connection with the book expo America now I'll share my plans with you. My, my plan is that I want to build a platform for my writing work. And by a platform, I mean that I want to have decent websites for my books. I want to have a podcast where people can, can access my content. I want to have a training program for indie authors. And I've built that at Self Publishing Academy. And I want to have a speaking career. Uh, as an indie author, I already teach and speak and, and show people how to do stuff uh, you know, locally. Uh, I've done a lot of internet marketing stuff and now I want to move into the indie author area. I want to do talks and I want to become known on the scene because my perception is, is that if you build that kind of platform and that profile, the, the book sales seem to follow, the interest in you seems to follow. So I was really keen to get involved with the Alliance of Independent Authors. I've been a member for over a year, high, highly rate what they do didn't even think that I could get involved actually. I don't know what I thought would happen, but I thought maybe it was by invitation only, but they issued an invitation for writers and speakers. And I volunteered, volunteered a topic, filled in a form, and uh, they took me up on it. So I don't know how it's gonna go. Um, 
what I what I did with it because I can't really set myself up as a, a, a best-selling author in the traditional sense of the word. You know, I've had minor um, successes, but I can't really set myself up as this best-selling author. But what I feel I can do very comfortably is I, I know a lot a lot of geeky stuff that will help new authors uh, because that's my profession, and and also I know very very well because I've self-published thirteen books how to to do the self-publishing process because I've done, done everything uh, myself absolutely everything myself so that's what I'm focusing on the things that I can very confidently teach and speak about and what I would obviously like to happen is is to get the book sales at a level where I feel I can confidently stand up and, and tell people you know how to do that and how to achieve that so I don't know how that event will have gone it's my, my debut on the Alliance of Independent Authors I'll put the link to that presentation on the show notes for episode 11 podcast 11 and do please check it out not just my um presentation by the way there are loads of great presentations at those events it's such a good resource i'm really such a fan of the alliance of independent authors so please do check that out get the alliance of independent authors on your radar they're doing some really really great work so moving on then with my news for this week uh i interviewed tim lewis uh last night so i'm recording this on on the friday uh for monday's podcast and and tim um, I just stumbled across Tim. You know when you find things online, I'm not even sure where I came across uh, Tim now. But he is the host of a podcast. He's a UK chap. And he runs the Begin Self-Publishing podcast. And, and I found this. I must have just been searching online or something. And um, I, I love the podcast. It's about at episode 40-something now. He's been running it almost a year. And it's very different to what I do. And it's very different to what other people do. When I started my podcast, um, I listened to all, all the podcasts and loved them and highly rate them but I'm often listening to people who are way ahead of me on their their self-publishing journey they're spending a fortune on Facebook ads and things like that and I I just can't do that at this that stage in my self-publishing journey and nor can many authors to be honest with you and so what I felt with my podcast is I wanted to do a podcast for the authors who are going to be the big boys and girls you know next year in two or three years time they're the people who are building their careers now and I want to hear tips and advice from people who are doing it on smaller budgets who are doing it without big audiences i want to hear their tips because i think that stuff's really useful for people at my stage and and hopefully at the stage that you're at now why i like tim's podcast is because tim is kind of doing exactly the same thing but he's getting into the the nuts and bolts of the detail of self-publishing so if you listen to tim's podcast you'll, you'll sometimes hear some guests and other times he will just tell you how he does things or his views of, of softwares and how you should do things and, and i found them really good quality uh, podcast episodes you know i get a lot from them and i think you get a lot from anything that you listen to whatever stage you're at and i'm there making notes and thinking all right tim i hadn't heard of that i'll use that resource and try that so I'm, my 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 view of this as an indie author is that you need to immerse yourself in as much information as you can get because you'll pick up tips from everybody who's who's doing it um, and, and you may find that tip that really helps with your breakthrough. So I was really keen to get Tim on the podcast. We we had a chat last night. We recorded it last night as I record this particular diary. Um, I do recommend that you check out the Begin Self-Publishing podcast. It's a brilliant companion podcast to this one, which is why I was keen to talk to Tim. And uh, the broadcast date of Tim's episode is going to be Monday, the 27th of June. And by the way, at the end of our interview, Tim said to me, well, you need to come on to my podcast. So I'll also be appearing on his podcast, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, my final item of news is that my non-fiction books under PT, they come out of KDP Select this forthcoming Wednesday. 
Um, they've been in there twice now. Uh, I have to say to you, I mean, I to be honest with you, I didn't thrash them the second time around. The first time they were all in KDP Select, I sent them to my email marketing list. I got, um, I think, pr pretty well. I think four of them got to number one in the Amazon Kindle free charts, and I think the other two got to number two or something like that. So I, I did it really for positioning, to show them high in the charts. To be honest with you, I haven't really been on top of it this time. I haven't promoted them particularly uh, to my list. And they, they've got, they've done reasonably well. I haven't really got too excited about it, but they've got top 10 in the Amazon um, freebies, but because, you know, they haven't got any higher. So there's, there's not a lot of point getting too excited about it. Uh, than they did last time. So um, they'll be coming out of KDP Select on Wednesday. They're staying out of there now, and they're going to be, I'm going to move them back to Google Play and Draft the Digital, which where they also list, they have been also listed for sale. And I'm just going to sell them now for the last nine months or whatever it is of the year. Where are we now? Month five, aren't we? So the last seven months of the year, I'm just going to sell those books now while they're still up to date. And then as I said to you earlier in this this podcast diary they're going to drop off the edge at the end of December probably I'll drop them off the edge and then PT uh, will I'll delist them and PT will become my thriller um, area so what I'm not sure about what to do is I'm gonna I've got to get this thriller or the first draft of this thriller written by the end of July which is going to give me six writing months left to the end of the year now at the rate I write I could get another two thrillers done by the end of the year not finished, you know, they're going to have to go through all the editing process and everything, but I could get the words done on two thrillers by the end of the year. So what I'm thinking is that it's probably more sensible, and again, it's early days with Don't Tell Meg, we'll see how it goes, but what I'm thinking of is it makes more sense for me to write three thrillers in a row, and then if I end up self-publishing those, then I got I got three books and I could do promos on the first one to get people into books two and three. That feels like it makes more sense to me rather than me writing one thriller, which I, if I'm lucky, we'll get somewhere in Richard and Judy or, or we'll get some interest from agents. But, but if that doesn't happen, it'll get self-published. And then if I do self-publish it, it's good to have the second two books ready, I think, ready to go if people like that thriller book. So I think I'm probably going to end up writing three thrillers this year. And then I want to come back and I want to write the last trilogy in my sci-fi series. So at the moment, I got The Grid, I got The Secret Bunker. I'm going to link those two sci-fi trilogies with a final trilogy, which brings the worlds of the two books together. And I'm going to do that using time travel. I'm dying to write a time travel book. Uh, so I'm going to do that with time travel. So I think at the moment, and you know, listening to this diary, you'll hear it first because it's very much uh, my thoughts aloud on what I'm doing in my writing business at the moment. So at the moment, I'm minded to, to do two thrillers before the end of December, um, you know, get those first drafts done so that I can have three books on PT if we get to that stage. I mean, you know, frankly, if I do get any kind of agent or publishing interest, and if I do go down that line, it's going to be handy for me to have the next two books you know, already cooking in the oven anyway. So um, I, I think I've probably just decided here and now, I'm probably going to write three thrillers this year. And then uh, in 2017, I'll come back to the sci-fi, do the last trilogy of the sci-fis and see where I'm up to. That's the rough plan for the year ahead. And whether I'll do non-fiction again, I'm not sure. I think with non-fiction, I think I prefer doing teaching. So I've really enjoyed putting the training site together at Self Publishing Academy. And, and what I'm minded to do is when I build more of a community around this podcast, I think I'd like to teach on webinars 
and, and create training courses. I think that's really what I've got more interest in in, in that kind of non-fiction teaching area. So again, you know, you'll hear it here first. That's how I'm minded at the moment. I did have one more news item to tell you, uh, item number five. Um, I just wanted to give you an insight into how I'm bootstrapping my writing business because I'm not making enough money uh, at the moment to to, to generate uh, a income that I could live on from my books. I'm building, 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 working at it. So I'm bootstrapping my writing business. So for this week, um, my, my week has been very mixed. I organise my own diary. So I, I, I work under a contract tender um, with a local business organisation, which is fabulous for me because I can schedule all my work. I've got complete control over my schedule. So when I schedule my weeks, I always make sure that I leave enough time for writing, but also obviously I schedule enough time to make the money that I need to live and to make the money to pay for bootstrapping the, the writing business. So that's kind of how, how I'm working at the moment. So my week this week, I did client work on Monday, which I was able to do from home, working from home. I taught a full day's course on Tuesday. On Wednesday and Thursday, I wrote uh, two lots of 5,000 words. And then on Friday, which is the day I'm recording this today, I taught another course. So I've done in income generating activities this week and I've done speculative activities, the writing. The writing doesn't earn money now, the writing's going to earn money later. And I hope, fingers crossed, will eventually earn me enough money to, to, to mean that I don't have to do the, the, the other work. Um, so I take my income from those earnings and I pay my business costs in connection with my writing work and we call that bootstrapping. So when you make software, um, you sort of pay for your speculative project out of income from work that pays money now. And I think that's a pretty good principle to, to look at if you are wanting to be an indie author. You're very, very unlikely to write a book and to be able to make your income from that book. It's much more likely to be a slow burn, building, building, building all of the time. Now, of course, we hope, we all hope that we're going to get that breakthrough at some point that's just going to buy us that time. But it's more realistic to, to work part-time, to take on contract work, to, to make sure that you've got your income taken care of in some way, uh, and then to make sure that that also pays the kind of bills that you're going to have to pay for covers, for editors, for proofreaders. And then the thing becomes self-financing. I don't think you should ever uh, you know, borrow money or bet the house or anything on something like that. I much prefer this bootstrapping principle, and that's how I choose to do it. So I offer that just as an idea and as a technique. If you are trying to work out how you could possibly get this writing thing going, continue to earn an income you know, and, and get the best of all worlds, which I feel that I've got at the moment. I, when I was interviewing uh, Tim, you'll hear this in the interview, uh, Tim d doesn't go into work at the moment. He's working at home. And he was saying that he thinks that he wants to go out to work. Now, I, I love my teaching courses. I, I love working with local businesses and working with the clients because I have a laugh, I have a chat, it gets me out of the house. Uh, it earns money, obviously, which is very important. But then I'm also ready when I have my writing days to lock myself away in my study and get the work done. Uh, and that's how I get my my 5,000 word days done because the house is quiet. I, I always schedule my writing days on days when people are out of the house. I lock myself away and get the writing done. So again, that works very well for me, but I offer that as just a, a way that you might be interested in, in bootstrapping and, and perhaps managing your own writing business. Well, so far for the first two weeks of my diary, I've had no shortage of news. <laughs> so hopefully that, that news will continue. I'll, I'm hoping to write, let's have a look at my schedule. I'm hoping to have two more days uh, writing 5,000 words each. I should have 20,000 words of 
Don't Tell Meg written by the time I next speak to you. Fingers crossed if it all goes well and the ideas keep flowing. So I will have another diary update for you next week. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me directly about anything you've heard this week or any questions you want to ask, issues you want to raise, you can always email me at paul at paulteague.com. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. If you're new to self-publishing, you might also like to check out selfpublishingacademy.com, the step-by-step guide to getting your manuscript off your hard drive and into print. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.